Welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Karimi, licensed psychotherapist. Join me as we talk about psychology, spirituality, and the human experience. I look forward to helping you expand your consciousness as you work toward healing and reconnecting with your inner voice. Hello, and welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast with me, Roxana. And this is a very special Valentine's Day episode double release. So initially, I had planned to just release episode 25, which is about the matrix glitching as we evolve and wake up to our energetic selves. But then I realized it was Valentine's Day, and I felt really called to talk about what I was saving for March today, which is an area of the matrix glitching that I have spent probably the most time paying attention to. And that's the evolution of marriage and relationship. As we evolve as humans and wake up to our energetic selves and our ability to create our reality, marriage and our social constructs around it are really shifting. There's this moment of like, what is the point of marriage anymore? And I am noticing this for people who are coupled up and definitely people who are single. Dating culture has really taken this huge hit and people are sort of banging their heads and their hearts against the wall and not really sure why it's not working. And, you know, I think previously and in old world mentality, we would say, Probably it's because you haven't done the work and you've got unconscious wounds that you haven't been paying attention to. That may still be true to you because that is a huge part of how this evolution is occurring. But what I'm also seeing now is that honestly, just our entire idea of marriage has changed. And so that has created this sort of stall for people who aren't in relationship right now. But first, I really want to talk about couples who are in marriage, and then we'll talk about why all the hot men and women that you know, including myself, are single. Previously, marriage was about security. Mostly for women, it was about security. For men, it was about security as well in a different way because they needed someone to like help take care of them as they go out into the world and be that sole provider. However, as feminism has moved forward and allowed women to move forward, there's a lot of women who are now able to live independently. That means that they don't have to get married to be secure, to live on their own, to achieve their dreams, or even to be parents. As women have become independent and able to do this for themselves, I've seen a split sort of occur in two ways. One is for the woman who is a boss and is a mother and really thought that they could do it all. And there are a lot of women who are doing it all and are doing it well, but there has placed this, there's this, you know, like extra stress that has been placed on them because as women became hunters, men didn't necessarily also become gatherers. So we've sort of got this, you know, divine union that isn't really happening in the way that it was supposed to. And women are tired. They are tired of doing all of the house chores and also working 40 hours a week. And I don't blame them. That's really hard and impossible. And unfortunately for many, they don't really live, you know, with inflation and the cost of life 
changing so hard. You can't really live in one income households anymore and maintain the kind of lifestyle that you might want to. I also think that that this created softer men. And please don't take that the wrong way. I am a feminist who loves men and I love a soft man too. Except now I'm realizing, as others are, that that true sort of masculine energy is really important. It's important for union. It's important for relationship. And it's important for a woman to be able to stay in her feminine self. I'm stalling a little bit. I'm hesitating because I want to make sure that, you know, it's clear. I'm talking about this, obviously, in hetero terms, but divine masculine and divine feminine live within each and every one of us. So that does apply to gay couples and non-binary couples as well. It's just that the language may appear different or that connection may sound a little bit different. So think on that for yourself if you are in a gay or non-binary couple and maybe leave some comments about what you're noticing in the change there. One of the reasons that the softer man became more attractive to us is because in those old world marriages where we were marrying for security, there was a lot of abuse and control. And that wasn't working anymore. And so there's almost like this pull to the other side to find someone who is going to not do that to you. And then that made it feel like we were a little bit more needing to be in the masculine to keep that relationship going. And that has created this sort of like, ugh, like I don't even want that energy. Something I'm really seeing in couples who are married right now is as more and more people are doing inner child work and looking at their childhood patterns, it's not always happening at the same time. So some couples are, you know, outpacing each other as that change is happening. And I really want those couples to recognize that it's not that the grass is always greener on the other side and that there may be someone who's more compatible to you, but long-term partnership requires phases and different change. So I really want you to also not be focused on the work that your partner needs to do. That's you wanting to avoid the work that you need to do. We tend to want other people to change so that we don't have to change, but that's not how things work. And think about how difficult it is for you to create change in your life. Stay focused on that. And stay in support of your partner and in showing them through the work that you're doing how waking up to their true nature, energetic selves, and looking at their childhood patterns is going to benefit the couple but also the person as an independent. There's been such a disruption to this and there's going to be a period of rebalancing. Men and women really want more partnership now. They don't just want, uh, for women specifically, right? We don't just want a man who is the provider. We also want someone who's going to be a good parent, someone who's going to take care of the home and provide emotional support, provide companionship. And like I said in my episode 25, if you've already heard that, this has created a little situation in which The men didn't really get that, right? And I I do think that that's because at some level, therapy and looking at yourself had this emasculating feel to it. And that's really quite unfortunate because it led to a lot of people experiencing father wounds and struggling in that way. We don't call them daddy issues here, okay? That's the patriarchy trying to not take any credit for what they've done. We call them father wounds. We don't need to sexualize it. 
But now that men are waking up and also paying attention to the fact that we want a little bit more vulnerability, we want that emotional support, they are coming into therapy and they're doing the work in order to show up that way for you and for themselves. I feel so lucky to be witness to that, to have men in my practice, to have men in my life who are doing this work and showing me and helping expanding that these men are out there. They are out there. It just, there was this moment of stall. And so they're a little bit slower to that. And we also need to create space for them because they are doing that work now. And so what do the women need to do? The women need to... uh, I feel like even saying step back is so not the right word. Just create a little bit more space for them to come to you in this way because we had to overcompensate and to move into the masculine and that did push men away a little while. They didn't really know what to do. So now they're doing that and we need to kind of be a little bit more in that female traditional sense. I'm going to not apologize for that until the end so that I can be clear about what I'm saying, okay? Because I really don't want women to think that I'm saying that you need to go back to the kitchen and you need to have as many babies as humanly possible. That's that pull toward conservatism and traditional values, which is coming from the shadow, which is coming from I don't know what to do to move forward and something's not working, so we need to do something. There's going to be a lot of people who are telling you that message, who are saying women need to stay at home. And you know what? I mean, do that if you want. It's not that it's the wrong choice. I think a lot of women are you know, busting their ass, working outside of the home and inside of the home because they feel like it's not enough. They feel like just being a mom or just being a wife isn't valuable. And I'm so sorry for the fact that you received that message because it isn't true. You as a mother and a wife and a gatherer are like so important to creating good people in the world, creating stabilization for your man to go out and do what he needs to do to support you. So that's where that rebalance and reintegration can really occur. And we both need to do it. It's not just on men or just on women. I think if you're in partnership right now and you have a partner who's already emotionally supportive and a great provider and doing the masculine, then you are so lucky. (laughs) Seriously, you are so lucky. Be grateful that you have someone that you can talk to about this kind of stuff. And if you're not there right now, then just continue doing the work for yourself and try to get your couple interested, your partner interested in doing couples therapy. You don't need to be on the brink of divorce to do couples therapy. In fact, those couples, they don't make it. Couples therapy won't help them most of the time. Couples therapy works more when you are committed to being in partnership. So I really encourage you, if you are in relationship right now, to be actively working on becoming conscious of your wounds, becoming conscious of how your patterns are showing up, and being in communication with your partner about that allowing space for the phases because that is what will get you to 20 to 50 year relationships. What about for those of us that are single? What the F do we do? So many of my clients and my friends are in this stall period. I don't know what else to call it other than that. And they're banging their heads and their hearts against the wall like, what the F else can I do? 
I really think that this is also a space where like manifesting your partner, manifesting your soulmate, it's not really working anymore because you're also using old world mentality to create and bring that partnership forward in the new world. That's not really going to make sense. So what you need to do is realign and rebalance within yourself first and think about these things in order to then manifest that partner and bring them from your vortex into the physical. I feel like people who are dating, they really just don't know what's going on anymore. I feel like there's just such a struggle for both men and women to show up for each other and to even know what the point is or where they're going toward, right? If we don't know what the point of marriage is anymore, then what is the point of dating? What is the point of connection? And that's really sad. And like I do say in episode 25, it could scarily lead to the end of our species. There are so many men and women who are opting out of having a child. And Again, that's not to say that you need to do that, but that we do need some people to do that. So what the F? So what can the point of marriage be now? I believe that the point of marriage, honestly, is still super important. For us as humans, connection and relationship is the most important thing. It's also going to be what distinguishes us from the virtual reality and the robots that are shooting up a plenty. I know that that feels so future, future, but future, future is now and quickly approaching. So I sort of think we devalued relationship and we started focusing on our individual successes and because that just felt safer and it felt easier, but connection is the most important thing. So really be thinking about that and, and understand that even though you might feel safer avoiding it, you won't get really what you want in life in that way. Because there's so many people right now who are struggling with loneliness, men and women, men so much more. I mean, they are killing themselves in high numbers because they can't even communicate amongst themselves. And that is really sad to me. We need to create more support for them. I think as women, we have always understood how important sisterhood and female relationships are. And I see sometimes in comments and things online, women calling those men like gay and just so devaluing that when honestly, what's the difference? Connection is important for all of us. So if we are to redefine what marriage means, it's about union between divine masculine and feminine. It's about companionship and partnership and finding the joy in being together and being in union. That may mean that you both do have to work. That may mean that you both need to show up as parents and as supporters to each other in order to make that work. I don't think that we need to go back to the 1950s, but I do think a little bit more of us accessing our tribal nature and understanding this hunter-gatherer union will help us feel happier and achieve relationship and marriage in a much easier way. So you also get to define what that means to you or how that shows up for you in your life. It doesn't have to all look the same because everything's changing and we don't need it to all look the same anymore. We don't need it to look like it did then. And we definitely don't need it to look like now where people are just opting out and living independently. So you decide, what does that mean for you? 
you know, these are thoughts that have really been formulating in my mind for like the past four months. And so I think this is a topic that will continue to shift and I may do further episodes on and continue to talk about because I really want to help support, especially the people who are single like myself right now and really feeling sad and lonely and worried that they're going to miss out on motherhood. And I personally feel, you know, pretty confident about any of the ways that motherhood shows up for me. I'm super open to adoption. I love that idea. I have so much love to give and I don't feel worried about that. But I do think if you're a woman and you feel worried about that, then freeze your eggs if you have the means because it will help you not feel that desperation energy and give you just a little bit more time to find that correct an aligned person for you versus feeling like you need to make a choice in order to support your biology. And if you're a man and you don't have to do that, first of all, it's so unfair and you are so lucky, but also we don't want 90-year-old fathers like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. No, that's not the right one. Which one is it? <laughs> oh, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, the 90-year-old fathers, you know. Yes, your biology doesn't affect you in the same way, but also it affects us. So maybe be considering that. I really do see so many men on the apps who don't want children. And I'm like, that's so weird to me. I'm not saying again, everyone needs to do that, but I do think that the amount of people that don't want to do it doesn't make sense. And so much of that does come from shadow and wounding and this feeling of what's the point? The world is ending anyways. The world is not ending. The world is just changing. And us humans staying alive and moving toward these other planets and continuing our existence is existence is really important. Being a father is so important and beautiful. I feel like I'm super happy to be a little guinea pig for us right now because I do believe that's my energetic purpose is to heal myself and learn and let my experiences serve as a model for you. So let's see what happens as I start to create this change with myself and align more with the type of woman and mother and wife that I would like to be and see if my husband decides to show up and pop up out of my vortex because I know he's in there and I know he's coming and I'm so excited to meet him because honestly, I the more that I think about this and the more that I move toward it, I do get excited for that type of person who's going to be an energetic match to me. Like he's going to be cool as shit. Look at me. I'm cool as shit. I'm just kidding a little bit, but not. I do feel super like I found a lot of love and acceptance for myself and that's why I've got love and acceptance for all of you and all of our journeys here and I am excited to have somebody who can show up that way for me too. And so will you. You are so deserving of that. Both as men, both as women and in your gay couples, we are all deserving of love and connection. It is one of the most important things that we do as humans here on earth. Something that you know, people in the spiritual world speak of from people who have passed on is how they don't get to experience these things in the spirit realm. That's why we keep coming back to earth is to have these experiences. So don't hold yourself back from it and don't devalue it. I wanted to leave you with some questions to reflect on. Journal about this. What does marriage mean to me? What is the ideal partnership that I would like to create? 
What does being awake in a relationship mean? How does being aware of my patterns support my growth and my partner's growth? How do I hold space for my partner's growth and experience? And if you're single, I really want you to look at how do I align my divine masculine and feminine energies more? Where am I doing more in one area versus the other? And where can I lean a little bit more into trust? Anyways, thank you guys for hearing my thoughts on this and listening to this double special episode. I really felt called to release it and not wait on it. So if you listen to both of these, thank you so much. I would really love to ask you for a favor, and that would be to like and review this podcast, to share it with everyone you know. That's how we spread the message and help others wake up gently so that we can start moving into the new world and creating the life and partnerships that we all desire and are deserving of. So if you do that, I would be super grateful to you and send you so much extra love. As always, make sure you're following me at Talk With Rocks, where I share a lot and sometimes go on these little rants um, because, of course, I'm also in this and experiencing it myself. And I really want to say one thing here is that I am jumping off of a metaphorical cliff and allowing myself to be seen this way. I don't want to hold back anymore. So I may not always say things in the exact right way, and I may trigger you. And I... I hope that you can just have love and respect for me as well too. And if there's something I say triggers you, sit with it and then maybe express it to me and let me know so that I can address it and speak to it in a different way. Because I do think it's clear that my heart is pure and my intention is good, but I know that you know, these topics can be quite sensitive and I really, my, my intention is not to hurt anyone. It's just to help us expand our mind and our consciousness so that we can all move into creating this new beautiful earth that I know that we can and I know that we will. So happy Valentine's Day. I love you so much. I hope you do something wonderful for yourself, whether you're self-partnered or partnered, and just spread the love. Friendships and family relationships are another place where you can really access love. If you are someone who is feeling that lack, really focus on the places where you already have love. Thank you guys so much and see you next time. Bye.